Welcome to Kadampa Podcasts. These podcasts offer practical solutions to daily challenges and help guide us to a happier and more peaceful state of mind. In each episode, you will find an extract from a teaching given by one of various Kadampa Buddhist teachers worldwide. All these teachings are inspired by the profound wisdom of Venerable Geshe Kelsang Gyatso Rinpoche, a Buddhist master for our time. We hope you will enjoy listening. I wanted to, in this session, introduce um, more specifically what tools Buddha taught to overcome distraction. Um, the principal tool being concentration or single pointedness that is aided by um, two other um, sort of called mental factors or types of mind, one being mindfulness and the second being alertness. These three together, they help us overcome distraction, concentration, mindfulness, and alertness. So I wanted us to learn about these three components. And then I wanted us to do a sample meditation with them to see how they work so that we can understand how to apply these three. So the first concentration uh, one thing we need to understand about concentration is there's different types. So it says here, the definition of concentration is a mental factor that makes its primary mind remain on its object single-pointedly. Concentration serves to focus our mind on one object. So the, 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 the concentration is always a single-pointed focus. What we're single-pointedly focused on determines whether or not our concentration aids us or works against us. So for example, we can have a single pointed focus when we're angry on someone else's faults. And that single pointed focus does not aid us, right? It just makes us disturbed. But technically speaking, we're concentrating really well, right? Incredibly well, which also should show us that we can concentrate. Because <laughs> sometimes we say, oh, I can't concentrate. So then we need to ask ourselves, well, were you concentrating last time you were upset? Probably, right? But in a single-pointed way, probably. But in a way that was disturbing because what we were focused on single-pointedly agitated us. So the object of concentration is important. There's also times where we have a single-pointed focus on what we call a neutral object. Right? Where we're just focused on something that's not positive or negative. It's just neutral. And so then it has a neutralizing effect on the mind. Actually, breathing meditation is a form of that. The breath isn't positive or negative. It's neutral. You know, so that, that's a form of concentration on a neutral object. And then, strictly speaking, meditation would always be meditation, uh, concentration on a virtuous object, meaning an object that is positive, that makes our mind peaceful or happy. Right? So if we're concentrating on a virtuous object, we would say that's meditation because it makes our mind peaceful. So we're always, um, for, for doing um, uh, meditation, we're trying to engage in concentration on a positive object. So when we're talking about concentration, it's important to understand what we're concentrating on, because not all forms of concentration are equal in the sense of overcoming distraction. Here, um, he's saying concentration serves to focus the mind on one object. So this, again, if we're trying to begin to overcome distraction, this is a really good tip. Um, even before we get good at concentration, we can start to train ourselves into uh, 
to try and focus on one object at a time, which is kind of considered heinous in our times because we kind of pride ourselves on multitasking. If somebody's not doing a multitude of things at any given time, then they're incompetent, right? They're inefficient, which actually from the Buddhist perspective is, is not true. In fact, the, the um, more fractured our concentration is, the less efficient we are and often the more mistakes we make. So there's a power in a single pointed focus. If we can gather our awareness on something, just one thing, uh, we'll, we'll, our mind will penetrate it completely. You know, it's a little like gathering the rays of the sun through a magnifying glass to produce a fire. So mind becomes very powerful when it's focused. It can be very powerfully negatively, <laughs> you know, negative in a powerful way if it's focused on a, a, a fault or a negative object. Also in a, in a positive way, if we're focused on a positive object, very powerful to make uh, us peaceful or happy. So if we're trying to overcome distraction, this is one sort of um, attempt we can make, which is in terms of daily life activities, try to do one thing at a time. We can't do that all the time, but there are some times where we can. And this is a great way to improve concentration, is to concentrate um, on one thing, the thing we're doing. <laughs> so if we're with someone, concentrate on being with that person. Not grabbing the phone, you know, not, not listening to the neighbor's conversation, not, you know, thinking about what we're going to say next and not even hearing what they're saying. You know, we try and actually concentrate on what we're doing, which is listening to that person, you know, and then concentrate on what we're going to say. Like, it, it's, it, it's an interesting exercise. And, and I'm not saying we could do it with everything, but, you know, just try in different parts of your life to apply this. Give yourself the, the freedom to just do one thing at a time. When you don't have to multitask, don't, you know. And just see how it affects your mind. Because it's a little bit like, um, like if you've traveled. Say, say you've traveled in terms of like distraction or multitasking where the mind's all over the place. Like if you've ever traveled a great distance through various forms of transportation, you know, cars, trains, planes, layovers, more trains, more cars, walking, and then you arrive somewhere. Like you've been all over the place in the course of a day or two. What happens? You naturally arrive tired, don't you? probably a little flustered, probably a little dehydrated. Like you kind of, it wears on you, right? Being all over the place physically. It's the same with the mind. It wears on us to be mentally all over the place. So if there's occasions we don't have to be mentally all over the place, <laughs> then just tell yourself you don't need to be. You know, maybe in your job you have to be, but maybe at home there's ways um, that you can um, be more single pointed, just doing one thing at a time. I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do that. And I'm not going to do this while I'm doing that. I'm just doing this, and then I'm doing that. <laughs> and, and I guarantee you, you'll start to do things better because you're, you're focused when you do it. So you do it completely. You do it without making as many mistakes. It's, it's easier to enjoy what you're doing when you're single-pointed in that way. So it's a, it's a simple way we can improve concentration and reduce distractions just in daily life. So there's two, um, two things that support our concentration, two other types of mind that support concentration or single-pointedness. One is mindfulness and one is alertness. So mindfulness we hear a lot about now, nowadays. It's very commonly talked about and it's very useful in overcoming distraction. 
So the definition of mindfulness is a mental factor that functions not to forget the object realized by the primary mind. Mindfulness can focus only on an object that has already been realized. It is not present in the first moment of realizing an object. Mindfulness maintains the continuum of the original cognition by not forgetting the object. The reason an object is not forgotten is that the primary mind does not forget it, and the reason the primary mind does not forget the object is that it possesses mental factor mindfulness. It's mindfulness. Um, if, if a mind lacks mindfulness, it will immediately forget its object. Without mindfulness, our mind is like a leaky vessel. No matter how much we study, we'll not be able to retain anything. Right? So we, we all know the experience of not having mindfulness. <laughs> Can't retain things. So it works with concentration. So concentration is a single-pointed focus. But in order to single-pointedly focus on something, we have to remember it. So mindfulness is synonymous with recollection or recalling, not forgetting. So mindfulness is the part of the mind that remembers what we're doing, why we're doing it, where we're going. <laughs> That's mindfulness. So it's interesting because we talk about cultivating mindfulness, um, but the truth is we have mindfulness all, already. Otherwise, we wouldn't have found our way to our seat. We wouldn't have put our clothes on. Like There is some mindfulness everyone has. It's the ability to recall and maintain the continuum of a recollection. You know, so you get in your car, you know where you're going, and you use mindfulness to get there. If at any point during your travel you forgot where you were going, you didn't maintain the continuum of that recollection, you wouldn't arrive at your destination, intentionally anyway. <laughs> so mindfulness, it... it it's a very important part of concentration, and it also functions specifically to prevent distractions. So it allows us to become aware of and, and hold our awareness of um, something that we want to concentrate on. So in that sense, it prevents distraction. It's like a guard or protector against distraction. Distraction wants to wander away from what we're meant to be focused on, whereas mindfulness is the opposite. It's trying to hold on to what we're focused on. It maintains the continuum of that uh, awareness or that recollection. So then uh, alertness is the third component, and this is one that's not nearly as commonly talked about, um, but is just as important as mindfulness. So alertness is, um, it says here, a type of wisdom that understands the faults of, um, here, delusions or negative states of mind, and keeps a watch over our mind, to check whether or not we're beginning to develop inappropriate attention. So alertness is the watcher, right? It, it's, it's sort of informing um, us of what's going on in our own mind. So alertness is really important because it's alertness that tells us whether or not we're distracted, actually. So, you know, maybe you've done meditation before, like you've done today or on other occasions, and your mind has wandered. You've realized you wandered and then you move back to the meditation object. Maybe you do that many times in a meditation. What cues you in to your distraction is alertness. Like alertness alerts you like, hey, <laughs> you're shopping, but you were meant to be meditating. You might want to notice that, that there's a discrepancy there. Like you look like you're meditating, but you're actually mentally shopping, right? So it's alertness that cues you in and then you're like, oh, <laughs> I'm not concentrating anymore on my meditation object. I'm concentrating on something else. It's a distraction. So alertness is like the, 
um, kind of the tattletale on distraction. It's like tattletaling on the distraction, saying, hey, 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 you know, you're, you're getting distracted. Mindfulness is, is what we use to go back to what we're focused on. But alertness alerts us to the fact we're distracted. We, as Mean mentioned here, alertness also alerts us to the fact that we're getting negative. This is where alertness is also really important to cultivate because sometimes our negativity, um, if we can catch it earlier, we can, we can curtail it before it gets fully evolved, right? It, it's very hard to control our mind when it's really negative, re really unhappy, really charged. Um, but it's a lot easier to rein it in when it's just the stirrings of it, right? It's just, it's just starting to move in that direction. That's where alertness can be helpful in um, alerting us to you're starting to mentally move in that direction of anger, anxiety, stress, worry, frustration, greed, self-absorption. Like it, it, it like can catch if our mind's going negative. If we don't have strong alertness, we're not alerted to that until we're in agony over it, right? And at that point, it's much harder. So again, alertness is a type of mind we want to get stronger and stronger, just like how mindfulness, we want it to get stronger and stronger, the ability to hold and recall something for long periods of time. Alertness, we want to get stronger too, because the stronger it gets, the quicker it is to notice like, hey, you're starting to react negatively. You know, your, your thoughts are getting negative. Your feelings are getting negative. Your intentions are getting negative. You're getting disturbed. Like we need to tell ourselves that before we go too far down that road. Then it takes a lot more time to, to, to circle back. So alertness, I mean, I like to think of it a little bit like the GPS system in the mind, right? Like you, you log into a GPS, your location, and then you know if you've gone away from the route that you're set to take, you have that incessant voice coming out of the GPS saying, recalculating route, recalculating route, take the next U-turn, take the next left, take the next right. You know, and, and if you've decided to go off course and you have to listen to that for a while, it gets really annoying. Um, it's a little bit like alertness. Like it's sort of saying as quickly as possible, like, hey, you, you set in your destination today like as a wish to be happy or a wish to be peaceful, or a wish for things to go well, because we have those wishes every day, don't we? To enjoy ourselves, to have, a, to have a good day, a good life, a good time, meaningful interactions with people. Like we have those destinations in mind every day. It's like logged in. And then when our mind strays from that route that's gonna take us there, it's like alertness needs to kick in and say, hey, you wanna be happy today? You're indulging thoughts that are gonna take you in the completely opposite direction. So if, if you don't want to go in the opposite direction, <laughs> you need to turn it around. So alertness is really important, uh, not only for distraction, but just for our general happiness. So these three together, um, they, they are essential to overcoming distraction. And so we can approach them differently, like we can approach building them, um, building our understanding of each of them individually, but ultimately they're always going to be working together. Like if you have, for example, in a meditation, you're concentrating. Like say in the breathing meditation, you were able to successfully concentrate for a little while on your breath. Like say you were able to single-pointedly focus on the subtle sensations as you were breathing for a few rounds of inhalation, exhalation. So that single-pointed focus was concentration. 
your ability to concentrate in that way was independence upon mindfulness, holding your focus there, recalling what you were doing. Oh, I'm meditating on the breath, right? Maintaining the continuum of that recollection, not following distractions, right? But staying in that place. And then alertness, observing that concentration, assessing it to see, is it staying on course or not? Or is it, is it veering away from? So maybe you noticed in your meditation, there might have been points where a thought, you heard a sound, you had a bodily sensation, and it started to trigger other thoughts, right? So it starts to, start to rise. If you had strong alertness, then there was like one part of your mind could kind of be alert to like, oh, you're starting to think a lot about that knee <laughs> or um, that sound outside or what you're doing after this course. Like alertness starts to cue into your, your thoughts are starting to move in a different direction. And then as it did that, then mindfulness started to pick up it some, some speed. Like, oh, wait, I better hold on to what I'm doing here, which is focusing on my breath. And then, then independence upon those two, you might have regained your single pointed focus. You might have been able to return to um, focusing on the subtle sensation of the breath and remained there for a while. And you remained there for as long as mindfulness was strong and alertness was strong. You know, as soon as those things started to weaken, the concentration weakened, right? that single pointed focus weakened. So they all work together and they're all essential to uh, meditation in particular, but they're also essential to overcoming distraction. Right. So say in the case that you're getting distracted um, at work, like you have to read something, maybe somebody sent you a lengthy document that you have to scour through technicolor focus. Right. And it's just not penetrating. <laughs> you're reading. Nothing's going in. You're reading. Nothing's going in. Part of your mind's reading. Part of your mind's thinking about something else. It's distraction. Right. So then if you wanted to um, make the most of your time and not just spend longer than necessary doing that task, then you'd want to sort of apply these three. Like, okay, I need to single pointedly focus. I need to actively prevent distraction using mindfulness. And I need alertness to be on my side, keeping me doing what I'm meant to be doing and not wandering to something else. You know, that those three would work together even in a mundane task, like just reading, you know, so any type of concentration requires an ability to overcome distraction. You know, whether it be in meditation, in study, um, in spiritual practices, or in just daily affairs that require concentration, it's the same. These three are always essential. And the strength of our concentration um, or the strength of our ability to overcome distraction using concentration depends upon the strength of these three. You know, if, if any of these three are weak, uh, we can always strengthen them. So for Buddhists, meditation is actually one of the best ways to train in improving concentration. It requires concentration, but it, it involves a training in concentration. So oftentimes what happens is if you start meditating successfully, and that's a relative broad statement, successfully, <laughs> um, you'll notice your concentration in other aspects of your life improving. So even unrelated areas of your life, not specific to meditation, you'll find that you have an improved ability to concentrate because you're training in concentration and meditation using these three. If you feel inspired by this podcast, 
Then dive deeper into the timeless wisdom of modern Kadampa Buddhism by following the link in the episode description. We look forward to reconnecting with you in the next episode of Kadampa Podcasts.